1: Now, let's start the show.
0: okay hello everybody welcome to the fitness education online podcast I am super excited because we have a very special guest on the other line this week uh, a personal friend of mine well I like to think he's a personal friend anyway I'm not sure if he he thinks the same uh, and someone that has really helped me grow my business at, at fitness education online we' we'll, we'll get into the topic a little bit but uh, he is a heavy header he knows quite a he knows a thing I consider myself pretty good at digital marketing but I need to come to this guy for advice so he's pretty good at what he does so without further ado let me introduce the head of business development at seo services australia the one and only mr mark bartolome mark how are you
1: i'm doing good jono and yes yes you could say that uh yeah you you could definitely claim that that feeling of friendship is mutual
0: (laughs) awesome i said that i'm like i hope he thinks i'm a friend
1: Oh, you are. You are. Yeah, yeah, you are. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Awesome. Yep. Well, Mark, what I'd like to speak about today is pretty much anything on the Google side of things from the website to the SEO, to the AdWords. Now uh, a lot of people listening to this, that might even sound like a different language to them. So I think we, we start from the base up, uh, but even before we do that, do you just want to spend a, a minute or two and let everyone know what it is you actually do there in your, um, with your services?
1: Right. Okay. So, as you, uh, as I am um, a self-proclaimed, I guess, is I'm running business development, so I'm the sleaziest salesman in in the company. Uh, but, but yeah, the idea behind what we do and what SEO services uh, stands for is really enabling SMEs to go digital. Uh, and and my specific role, and I guess what we're going to be doing, uh, unpacking this in this today in today's podcast, is we're going to take a look and explore. Uh, what you as as whether you 're a small time one person operation or you run a gym or, or anything that 's relevant to, to your particular industry, what could you do in digital to help get that edge in business? Um, my personal background i 've been in digital marketing for for five years now. Uh, before that, I was uh, I was in market research, and way before that, I am I have been a history nerd and all that kinds of jazz. So yeah, I guess this is actually makes us a great combination, Jono, because. Uh, I'm I'm the I'm the stereotypical geek and nerd, you know, and so it, it's a kind of I, I feel kind of weird being in a podcast for fitness trainers and, and and gym people, but but I think you can reassure our listeners that you know I'm I'm uh, that yeah it, it's it's all going to be good because I'll supplement your your expertise and your background with my expertise and sort of come up with the best digital solution. So I guess for all our listeners out there. Um, the focus of today's conversation will be okay. Let's take a look at what are the, t- the common pitfalls or missed opportunities uh, in digital marketing. What are some of the things that you can easily do to get quick wins yourself? Uh, and you know, and how uh, how, for example, um, working with experts or or getting uh, getting advice uh, is going to be critical and key to staying ahead of the competition.
0: Yes, love that. okay well let's just dive, uh, dive in uh, straight away mark. I sure. think it, I think a good place to start is websites. So a lot of people listening to this they're going to be in a few different categories but let's just start from the absolute basics. There could be someone because in today's society you know you're running a small boot camp, small personal training operation can probably get away without a website. You know you can have a, a Facebook group, maybe an Instagram page uh, but that'll probably only get you so far. So I'm curious to hear your opinions, Mark. At what time do you need a website? And then what are some of the advantages of of having a website that you couldn't quite get from, say, an Instagram or a a Facebook page?
1: Right. Okay. I think that the fundamental question really here is that while you do spot People and you do spot brands on social media. When was the last time you bought something off of Facebook or LinkedIn?
2: Mm.
1: Right. Uh, uh, I'm not going to state the actual statistics because, to be honest, it gets more lopsided every every week and every month. But but basically, buyers' journeys typically start with a search, and that search is overwhelmingly Google. Uh, you won't really be found on Google search. Your, your Facebook page won't really be easily found on Google search because you know they just hate each other that way. <laughs> uh, but if you have a website and you, if you have the right keywords uh, if your brand is is particularly prominent on on uh, on Google search, then that enables you to capture people who are not in the awareness or consideration phase anymore, but rather in the in the in the purchase phase. They're they're closer to actually buying or getting a a provider or a in this case a personal trainer or maybe signing up for a gym. Um, I think that the advantage is pretty much night and day. If you have you if you're a personal trainer and somebody searches for example personal trainers in North Ride, let's say, so very very localized search. Um, if you have a website, you have an edge over people who just have a Facebook profile simply because there's more opportunities for you to be found, right? And people Google stuff. People look at Google My Business. They, they look at, ma- at maps. So if they can't see um, your website or they can't see your business listing, you're putting yourself really at a disadvantage.
0: Yes, love that. And I, I love how you mentioned the stages because simplified version for the personal trainers listening that, that aren't amazing at marketing, they're hotter leads on Google. I do yeah. both, you know, I, I do yeah. my own Facebook advertising and I need to call, I need to, you know, they'll enter their details. I give, I got to call them three times, you know, I got to send them all these emails. They tell me no. And then maybe six, 12 months later, they'll end up buying something, you know, whereas on Google, someone's going to look and buy that thing right now. And yeah. you know, Mark does his little thing. You put your phone number on there, they call you, you know, they go to your website. It's just, it's, it's hotter leads there. So I think that's, yeah important there, especially if it's a local business where people are actually searching. It's a little bit harder if there's not a search volume and you need to try and um, surprise people. But, you know, I saw the stats the other day and we won't go into now, but either way, there's a huge amount of traffic for personal trainers near me and gym near me. And then there's a little bit for the other stuff as well, you know, boot camp near me and, you know, group class. But personal trainer near me, no matter whereabouts in the world you are, there's people every day searching personal trainer near me. And Correct. if you're not getting those phone calls or you're not getting those inquiries, it's your competitor who's got the, the website that's got it. Exactly. Exactly. So, I love So it. yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, I, I think one other thing we also want to emphasize is that uh, for example, social media platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn, they're really good at reaching people mm. because you know, everybody's just there. Like when you're, but, but when you look at the behavior, I mean, I'm on Facebook while I'm in the lift, right? While I'm waiting for it to get to my floor, or I'm while I'm on the bus or on the train. Uh, it's not when I'm intentionally willing to buy. So it's a good place to get found initially, but we have to practice what we call the rule of seven in marketing, meaning you have to be seen seven times uh, in order for you to be remembered and hopefully to to attract business. So while I think social media is the is the a logical first step. Next step, next level, really will be having an established digital presence through a site where you're not, you know, competing for attention because you know we've all been on Facebook, right? It's always one pop up over another. Your ex, your ex lover is all of a sudden happy, and it's starting making you miserable. So, (laughs) lots of things that uh, we can look at um, at at, at just sort of capturing and keeping that audience captive, Uh, and the website can do that. Because you can present a lot more information, you can provide your value proposition, whereas on Facebook, it just feels like too long to read on the screen, right? So, yeah, that's, that's, in, that's one of the advantages of doing it.
0: Okay, next question, Mark. A lot of, a lot of personal trainers especially, they'll want to get their, their presence out there. So they'll go and use a platform like a Wix or a Squarespace, which, you know, it's maybe an, an okay first step. It's probably better than nothing. Yep. Uh, but there's some limitations to things like Wix and, and Squarespace, I believe, in terms of getting found on Google. Is that correct?
1: Yep. Okay. To be fair, uh, Wix and Squ- Squarespace in particular have um, – have- stepped up the the, the seo compatibility of their site allowing a bit more flexibility in terms of in terms of the design and the code however it still has some limitations um i won't i won't i will never say that one plat that that your platform is the sole determiner of rankings Mm, like for example you can have a wordpress website that ranks just as well as a wix website assuming that they're we're, they're both uh, well-built, right? But it's just that uh, platforms, I guess, like WordPress, are just so much easier to work with in the long term and so much easier to maintain. I mean, yeah, Squarespace and Wix, definitely something that good good to sort of uh, get your feet wet on web design. And it's, it's it's so simple and easy that you could do it yourself. But that's also a double-edged a sword because when you think about it, Anybody else can also set up their Wix and Squarespace website. You can't have the sophistication and and advanced features. It's also harder to to do uh, more profound changes. Like if you want to customize pages. You want to add additional functionalities. It's not uh, necessarily viable. And the beauty with WordPress, I guess, is... Well, a lot of the web, a lot of websites on the internet are built on it. Upwards of seventy percent uh, of websites online right now are built on WordPress. So that means that if ever you get stuck on a WordPress website on something you can't change, you throw a rock, you'll hit a WordPress developer. <laughs> whereas, uh, whereas with Wix and Squarespace, you have to do the forums. It's 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 a bit more specialized than that, and and most of the time you end up having to work with a PHP guy who. Uh, uh, really good at what they do, but it's it's all custom code. It's also very hard to understand yourself. Okay, so I think um, platforms like Wix, Squarespace, they're really good entry points because they're easy to set up. But in terms of big modifications, long term changes, it's just not uh, as flexible as we would want it to. Whereas on WordPress, you could have stuff like page builders where you get the same simplicity and ease of of build. And, and maintenance. You know this yourself, Julie. you build and maintain your own website. So it's easier for you to actually um, work on it long-term and add additional features. Plus the mere fact it's so popular, it's so well supported, right? So it's, it's easy for you to get assistance from uh, a freelancer developer, or you could learn it yourself because there's just so many resources out there.
0: Qu- question with that, Mark, with your company, SEO services, if somebody came to you with a, a Wix or Squarespace website, Do you work with them or is it like, hey, step one is get on WordPress?
1: Okay. Uh, We never really just outright say that you switch to WordPress. We typically look at the back end of the website first. Although overwhelmingly, I think maybe 60 to 70% of the time when we get uh, a website on those platforms or even any other platform that's not really popular, um, we often recommend a website rebuild because, for example, in some cases, the template is so rigid because you know it, it's easy it's supposed to be easy to use, so that means that the template is really just fixed with certain sections. I want to add a section I can't do that easily i'll break I'll risk breaking the site so that's when we tell you, okay, we can probably do the SEO now, uh, but we'll have to log in some extra hours to you know, rework, mm-hmm. work around your platform. And so it'll end up costing you a bit, a bit more now to do it. And every time you need to make changes, it'll cost you a little bit. Whereas if we build it on WordPress, you take a little bit of a, a larger investment well, actually, in the big scheme of things, it won't really matter. But a larger investment upfront, but moving forward, you can make the changes easily. We can make the changes in fifteen minutes, uh, and so it doesn't really, it, it won't really charge you anymore. So it, uh, I think the the a good exa- a good analogy would be, um, it's like it's like when you're. When you're uh when you're setting up for for I guess for for a a house and, and you're buying a house and then there's just very limited space, uh it's about having the right foundation. Because for example, if you don't have the right foundation, if you want to add an extra floor or an extra balcony somewhere, you can't really do it without appending the whole house. If you know what I mean. Yep. So if you're building on a platform and when you think with the future in mind, you think not just now, but rather two years, three years from now, five years from now. It's something that's supposed to be easy for you to maintain yourself, even with or without anybody helping you. And that's, that's the main draw for, for building it on a popular platform. But yeah, if, if, for example, we can work with the Wix platform and with Squarespace, because we have found that they have become more and more pliable over the years. Sure, right? But there's always risks that you'll run into a roadblock and it'll end up costing you more.
0: Yes, makes sense. Okay, next question from there, Mark. And this is one I hear from a lot of personal trainers. They'll be like, hey, Jono, I've got a website. It's awesome. It looks beautiful, but it doesn't get any traffic or I don't get any leads from it. Um, What what do you say there? Is that common where people will have a really nice looking website, but no one's going to it? Do you see that a lot? And how do we fix that?
1: Yeah, uh, you fix that by calling our number to... (laughs) One one oh four eight four eight four. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But but yeah. um, It's 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 a common thing, right? And this is actually pretty common for guys who build websites themselves. Okay, Mm -hmm. because let's face it, right? Um, I'm not a personal trainer. I don't run Mm -hmm. a gym. And um, apart from having a pull up bar, which now I now use as a clothes hanger, uh, (laughs) I'm not really the kind of guy who's an expert in personal fitness. But I know my SEO. I know what Google likes. I know what content is supposed to look like. And I know how the website is supposed to look like. So we do the inverse, right? So most guys who build a website on their own, they they input it with content that they think will work. And for the most part, it does, right? It, it's it's an expression of what their business is and what their value propositions are. But without the advice, without the the right, I guess the right direction or guidance to do it, it's a pitfall. That's a common pitfall because, yeah, you can have a nice fancy website paying um, monthly fees on hosting and, and domain names, but at the end of the day, if you're not getting any traffic, it's it's just a nice, pretty website. Um, we often have a joke in the industry that if you want to hide a dead body, you put it on page two of Google.
0: Because, <laughs> <right?
1: laughs> uh, yeah, if, if you're not visible on, on Google search, then you might as well not be there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you I think that that when you build the website, it, it goes back to that 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 thinking, that that uh, mindset we're in. You really look at the website and uh, and digital marketing as an integral part of of your business. It really will be the source lead at uh, the core lead generator. Um, you, you know who the best salesperson and best marketer in SEO services is, Jono? I've got an idea. <laughs> What's your idea? Who's your idea? Is it your website? very good see that's see that's why we're friends <laughs> you get me but yeah look um, I'd like to think I'm pretty good at what I do and they're probably they're also much more competent and sleazier salesmen in the team but um, I'm only human right I work. Well, a, I work at an agency, so I don't sleep. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, when you think about it, right, like uh, a, a human being can only be on the phone or can only be doing audits. And there's a limitation to what they can do. Uh, but your, but our, our website can is, is live 24-7. Mm. The information is there. It'll capture leads there. You could run an audit there. Imagine if you're a personal trainer and that's how you're found, right? I mean, as a personal trainer, sure, you'd love the phone ringing off the hook. But frankly, even if that's the case, I mean, you can't really take a sales call while, doing, while helping somebody doing pushups, right? Mm-hmm. So so the idea here is that if you have a website, this is your best salesperson. This is your best marketer. Um, and so getting uh, the right advice on what content should look like, uh, how I should make sure that the content I put and the website is structured in a way that it will rank is going to go a long way. So when you're investing on the website, it's like you're hiring someone, Right, you're 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 paying for that person's training. Um, you're getting that person up to speed on on how they can reach as many people as possible. That's how you should view it. And so, if you build a site without any advice, without any understanding of um, how it's going to work, it's like you're getting an unskilled laborer mm-hmm. to do I don't know to land a rover on Mars. Mm-hmm. Right? It, I mean, I wouldn't say it's rocket science, but it's still better to have to set yourself up for success by making sure you do it right the first time.
0: Yes and I'll piggyback on that a little bit. I think as personal trainers, we're never going to be SEO experts. Even myself, <laughs> I'm pretty handy at, at digital marketing. I don't know how to do the stuff that Mark does. I just tell mm-hmm. him a bunch of words. I'm like, hey Mark, here are the words that we need to um, you know rank up the top for. Can yeah. you do whatever you do in the back end and make sure you rank up the top? Because right. even if we, we simplify SEO to the way I understand it, there's basically um, on-page and off-page. Yep. Yep. So With the on-page stuff, that's something where like, you know, Mark, makes sure the headings are correct and the, right. you know, the texts have all the keywords in the right places and yep. you know, there's a few blogs and, and that sort of stuff. But then there's also off-page, which is yep. where, in, to my understanding, Mark, one of the most powerful things for SEO is if you can have other websites linking to right. your website, and right? That's hard to do if you're one person. hey, you are going to get all these websites to link with you? But if you've got a company yeah. like Marks, they've got connections, they know other people, and they've got a, a way around it. There, would you agree
1: with that, Mark? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I guess one thing that we want to want to debunk is that um, SEO is not well. It's it, it it's it's complex, but it's not you know, it's not rocket science, mm. uh, but at the same time, it's also not a one person job. Oh, like yeah. for example, behind me is like 200 people who, who, yeah, as I said before, like 200 people, doing SEO experts, content writers, editors, social media guys, uh, Google ads guys, and sleazy salesmen. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's not a one person operation because as you said, somebody has to reach out to websites to go do the backlink. Somebody has to keep an eye on your website. You need a developer who, who can code the website in such a way that it's, it looks good on an iPhone, for example. Uh, There are different things that you need to do, but somebody needs to pay attention to your Google analytics, tracking how much traffic you're getting of all the traffic you're getting, how much are inquiries of all the inquiries, how many are good inquiries. It's a progressive, it's a full-time job Mm. basically. Um, all I'm saying is that I guess there, there are some things you can do and you can achieve some degree of limited success. It's not, um, it's not impossible to do mm-hmm. on your own. It's just that if you want to get ahead of the competition, if you want to get that edge, it really takes a bit more effort. Uh, and in, in some cases, yeah, you really will need to enlist the help of other people. Um, on page, for example, there are lots of things you can do immediately to help you get rankings. That's, for one, identifying what keywords to put. Right, and as I said, building the right website with the right platform. But off-page, you have to outreach to uh, health and wellness magazines and publications, get them to link back to you. I guess for the for the benefit of the viewers who just don't know what off-page is, because yeah, on-page refers to the website. Everything in the website that's on-page. You have to be high quality in order to rank. Off-page refers to. Uh, all of the, the, the trust-building signals that Google looks at, basically, a, a high-quality website would be referenced by others. Think Wikipedia, right? When you look at a Wikipedia page, it has so many reference links, linking back to, um, to journals and, and all of those scholarly articles. Same thing that, that Google sees with your site. If your website's being mentioned by other websites that are also in the same industry, that builds trust. That tells Google that, hey… Between a uh, website A and website B, they're both quality, they're both good, but website B just has more vouchers, so I'll rank website B further, right? Uh, I guess t- t- the the most simplest way I could describe it is, and I think I told you this joke in one of our sessions um, when uh, when your mom tells you that you're that you're smart. Right? That, that's, that's one vouch, that's great. When your mom tells you a hundred times that you're smart, that's great, but that's still just one person and that's your mom. So, you know, she loves you and everything, right? Uh, but if, if we get like a hundred unique people say that you're great, right? And one of them is a member of parliament or in this case for personal traders, I don't know, uh, happy customers, or for, example, or, or for example, lifestyle or fitness magazines, health magazines, this is an enormous boost to, uh, to popularity, So when you're looking at ranking a site on Google, it's not just having a pretty and optimized site. You also have to be popular too, you know, just like in real life, (laughs) right?
0: True. Okay, cool. That all makes sense there. And I'll also just mentioned my opinion with if you want seo just go and speak to mark he's got a special on as well there's some he's giving anyone on this podcast or the first few people to inquire a bit of a discount uh i'll put that link down in the show notes mark and if anyone's interested they can hit that link in the show notes
1: yeah yeah so we're uh all listeners of the podcast uh because we because yeah part of our mandate really is to help and uh, emerging and, and small business owners to really just takeoff. Uh, and we understand that cost is a barrier to entry for some. Uh, we're offering a, for the first 10 people who will inquire through that link, uh, we're offering a $200 discount off of any monthly fees we have on SEO for a year. So that's a total of $2,400 in a year in savings. And um, and yeah, that all that all you need to do really is just sign up for a conversation with me. Uh, all the conversations with me are obligation free, as but but you know JoNo knows that few of them walk away with just a conversation. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But what we want to do here is uh, give you advice. Like, do you have a website? Okay, you don't. This is how it should look like. This is what you're missing out. Because I think you at least, um, our, our listeners out there, you should at least know what you are missing. What mm-hmm. your competition is doing, so that you can see at least see the potential. And the advice we're going, we're going to give you in that free uh, that free thirty minute to one hour assessment is more of just taking a look at okay, um, what can you do, given uh, given the time and resources you you can allocate to this, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I I never want to say that digital marketing is expensive
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or complicated. We're the type of partner who can work around your budget. Uh, and you know, advice is always free, right? Uh, advice is always free. Um, we'll we'll only really, uh, we'll only really charge you for anything if we're actually doing the work. But if, for example, if we give you that clinic, that 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 free assessment, will tell you what the things you're missing out on, what you need to do, whether you have a website or not, and then yeah, we, you can take it from there. Yes. So, so I,
0: yeah. I recommend at least getting that consult. We'll put the link down Correct. below. Worst case scenario, you get some some good advice. Um, best case scenario, you get a good deal and you get SEO. And I know Mike's uh, Mark's prices, and probably not even one client. I feel if you get one client as a result of Mark's services, you're probably paid for the the month anyway. So it, it it's worth the investment there, uh, but much. I just want to spend go a little bit deeper on on SEO as well because there's one thing that th- and this is where I think it's important where the business owner should should outsource the SEO, but they should also have a an ID themselves of their customer and there should right. be a bit of collaboration because when yeah. I first did SEO, I had some nightmare experiences, Mark. I'm not sure if I told you about some of these, but you I'll did. never forget the um the first time I did SEO. They were like, right, Jono, send us over 10 keywords that your ideal customers are going to search and we'll we'll optimize the website for you. I'm like, great. You know, I just came up with 10 keywords, sent it over to them. They'd send me a report every month. And they're like, look, Jono, you're coming, you know, um, third at all these words. See, that's really, really good. I'm like, oh, awesome. That's good. And then I got a little bit more savvy and I realized that I could see how much traffic each word was bringing in. And then for half of those words, so out of the 10 words I gave them, five of them actually weren't bringing in any traffic. So I was ranked number one in Google. That's great. But if there's no traffic going there, it means nothing. So that's another important thing is the, I think that's a collaboration side of things. Mm -hmm. I think you as the business owner, you should come up with a list of words that you think your people are charging, uh, are searching, and then, you know, pass them over to the SEO team. They will do some analysis and they'll be like, hey, Jono, you know, out of these 10 words or what, how many words it is, you know, these five are good. These five don't have uh, much traction. We recommend these five from terms of traffic. What do you right. think? And then yeah, yeah. we'll look at it and be like, oh, but you know, Mark, you want me to type in CrossFit. I don't do CrossFit, you know, can we do boxer size or, or whatever it may be. So right. I think it's the, the collaboration side there. Any thoughts on that, Mark?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, it's the same thing I mentioned earlier. Um, I'm I don't run a gym I don't do personal fitness uh and neither do our our team of writers well some of them probably are into you know gym buffs themselves but but uh they, they but but at the end of the day it's your business it's your mm. customers so the way we work with our clients is that it's it's and I think this is the way sh- any any agency mm. or anyone should be working with with their clients um it's kind of like with physical fitness right you mm. don't really have uh a cookie cutter program that applies to everyone mm-hmm. you want to address what they need now like you can't make them run if they're you know if they're uh if they're weak their, their knees are weak because you'll just end up injuring them um so it's all about building that initial strength first same thing with with doing SEO. It's all about us understanding, okay, we get your input. We get the input of the business owner first because at the end of the day, it's your business. Mm. What keywords do you think are important to the business? What do your customers search for and what do they care about? We also take a look at, okay, let's analyze your revenue. All Mm. of the customers you have right now, all of the clients that you've signed on, what do they do with you? Like, I mean, there are different aspects of physical fitness? There are different programs you could run. What's the majority that you run? Because that's probably the niche that we could capitalize on, right? We also take a look at, um, okay, what about all of the other personal fitness trainers or gyms in the area? What do they do? What are they ranking for? Do they have websites? So these are the kinds of things that we look at because if they're doing a little bit of digital marketing for that, for example, even if they're running Google ads, um, that just tells me that they're getting some return right? They, they, they deemed it uh, appropriate to invest in that because there's demand for it. Uh, and that's how we come up with it, right? We start with input from the business owner, and then we add a little bit of research based off of what we find. But at the end of the day, that keyword list or what we choose to, to optimize for at any given moment, that's something that we have to agree and work on together, right? Uh, and next step basically is if we're going to make changes on the website, it's still your website. So we won't, we can't really make changes without you being happy about it. Right. We want to make sure that we don't mention anything in the, in the content that that's inappropriate or, uh, or, you know, we can't make any claims that we can't actually do. Um, And and I think that in in your, in your particular industry, Jonah certifications, I think are very relevant. Mm -hmm. So, these are some of the things that we typically consider, but it's a close collaboration, and mm. any great, um, I guess, and any great partnership, and I, I call it a partnership rather than just a, you know, client agency relationship, because at the end of the day, the if the if your provider, if your agency, if your consultant does good for you, you'll keep working with them, mm. because they just keep getting you that that business, right? Uh, and so the collaboration doesn't just stop with keyword research. And, and results it also involves sales like let's say let's say i i built you a website i get you a hundred inquiries in a month sounds awesome right well what if 96 of that of those 100 inquiries were actually time wasters mm. we won't really know that unless you talk to the guy who's working on it right so that's where it, it's it's really uh it's more of it, 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 it's more of like you hired a person to manage your marketing for you. Mm. But, but, but instead of just getting one person, if you get an agency and you outsource it to an agency, you get 200 people, mm. right? And that, that's the, the value of, of doing it. So yeah, um, one thing that I guess is dodgy is that you're right in your experience that long tail keywords that don't have search volume I can rank for those in a week, mm. right? I put a little bit of content, and there you're ranking because nobody, there's no competition for that mm. particular set of keywords, right? Uh, but if we take a look at the keywords that really matter, the ones that have volume, or not necessarily volume, but the ones with high intent, mm. the, the ones that people want this, who want to buy.
0: The difference between how do I lose weight and I want a personal trainer. Exactly,
1: you know? exactly right, yeah. right? I mean, how to lose weight—that's what I Google. Every every night before I go to sleep to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> but but uh, but the, the the actual searches for um for get a personal trainer that's infinitely more valuable to a personal trainer mm. because if you rank for that, well, guess what? Guess who the people you're going to find? Right, mm-hmm. these are people who already have the willpower, have made it, have semi-made the decision. They're just really looking for somebody who can help them out. It's mm. okay. almost
0: yours to stuff up, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. If they've,
0: if they've searched personal trainer in Sydney. And you're the first one that comes up and you're, or say, North Ride, let's be more specific. They they type personal trainer North Ride and you pop up number one personal trainer North Ride. It's your sale to lose.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right? Because you're up front. You're there. You're number one. Right? And if you weren't there, well, you just missed that. Somebody else would be because yes. okay? because that's the future of, of marketing it's great I mean yeah I think for the personal trainer uh, industry and, and for for gyms in particular it's all about networking mm. and 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 getting you know the brand out there but at the end of the day people who want to buy they google mm. right um, you it's important to get seen initially on social and you know uh, maybe you could also potentially get some some leads there because there is lead generation in social media as well Mm. but uh it's all about that rule of seven again you want to be visible for as many channels as possible and you want to have the right platforms for people at different stages of their buyer's journey yes
0: and they almost they almost come together in some ways as well where it's like say someone googles you great they go to your website they mean even if they don't buy then and there if you're also savvy with social media great you've got a facebook pixel on the website yeah and then you can retarget that person because we know what it's like they might have searched it and they've they've seen three different personal trainers or they've seen three different gyms you know and they've gone to think about it you know and they've forgotten all three of them but then the next day your ad pops up on social media they're like oh that was one of the gyms i was checking out oh there's a free trial or a you know free consultation or whatever it is you know what i'll click and i'll do that one there and then you're in so i think they work together whereas if you yeah. just going straight from social media it's a little bit harder yeah uh, but hey i'd like to transition a little bit now mark to oh, actually let's spend one one more quick point on seo then we'll transition sure. to google ads um yeah because i like what you said mark how it's not it's obviously you, you want words that have got volume but also specific buying words as well because that's correct gonna, the, the better customers and I think another point on that as well is if possible ones with low competition now it's it's probably pretty I'm not gonna say easy but it's probably easier if you're in a local business because there's only so many personal trainers in Cogra. you know there's only so many yeah. gyms in Cogra, so there's probably a limited base so it's probably a little bit easier um, but still that you may be able to get smarter and be like well hold on there's you know 10 gyms in Cogra. Um, and they've all got really high SEO for gym in Cogra, but maybe I can go slightly different, and there might be words with a little bit less volume, but way less competition, so I can target that. That's another way to sort of hack, get your way around it a little bit. If there's some heavy hitters in your area with those keywords, right?
1: Right, right, exactly. I think the, the good example here is let's say, for example, there's a keyword that has 500 searches a month. Yeah, sounds A-G-M. awesome, right? Because if you're yep. ranking for that. You, you potentially get the lion's share of that 500 searches. Uh, problem is, you won't rank for a year, maybe two, mm-hmm. depending on how cutthroat the competition is, right? Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, while we're investing so much time and effort trying to rank you for that, you're not getting any traffic because you're not in on page one. Uh, but as you mentioned, if we take a look at some keywords, it might be variables. Uh,
0: maybe less gym versus gym class would that be? Yeah, yeah, something like
1: that. yeah, a bit longer tail. It's a bit more specific. Mm. There's still search volume, but it's significantly less. We can rank for that faster. We can rank for that uh, depending on how just how easy it is. it could be as, as quickly as as a month or maybe even 90 days. and in 90 days you're going to get traffic for that search. And there are people searching for that. So when you're uh, identifying what keywords to target, what the strategy should be, it should always be a mix, mm-hmm. right? You you take a look at, okay, what are the heavy hitting keywords that if I rank for, I'm set for life, right? Mm-hmm. We pay attention to that. We make sure that we don't forget about those. But that doesn't mean that we don't neglect the lower uh, hanging fruit because that is what's going to sustain the business, Keep the, keep the leads coming in until such time where you get to the ideal state, right? So, so that's how the strategy should look like.
0: Love it. Okay. Let's transition to Google Ads, Mark. So sure. I'm a big fan of Google Ads myself uh, because I find it's quicker and you can get some immediate feedback. You know, SEO is a bit of a longer game, right? As you mentioned, it may take thirty to ninety days to maybe a year or two, depending on how competitive. Uh, but Google Correct. Ads, we can score to of skip the queue, right, and get to the top straight away. What, what yeah. can you tell us about Google Ads, Mark.
1: Okay, uh, the, the the best way to dis- to, to di- differentiate between the two is simple. With SEO, you never pay for a click, right? It's organic. It's n- it's not an ad, so you earn that spot. You earn that position. You get clicks there, great. That's you don't have to pay Google at all. Uh, challenge though is take it takes a while to get there, right? And um, it you also need to maintain it. You also need to take a look at at uh, at keeping up with competition because if your competition is also doing SEO, then you need to revisit it from time to time. But in it, it general, once you get there, it's hard to dislodge you, right? Barring your website getting shut down for two weeks for whatever reason, you're probably going to stay there, right? Um, with with Google Ads, you're right. You can rank tomorrow. You're at the top of search tomorrow, but at what cost, right? Because mm. you have to pay for each click. Uh, now, there that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, because um, as as we say with, with with Google Ads, it's really the the performance platform. It, it's it's the it's a channel where we focus really on traffic now, leads now, and then we optimize. Mm. Um, end of the day, when you look at Google Ads, it's, it's a good way to supercharge the traffic coming to the website. And we actually recommend doing Google Ads if you can uh, on new websites as well. Mm. Uh, the main reason behind it is if you get that traffic, it'll give you an understanding of how that traffic behaves on your site mm. and gives you information on how to optimize it. And you know a good byproduct of that, of, that, of course, is you also get leads. Okay, So that's the same thing with, with SEO. It actually, it, it shares a lot of methodology with SEO because similar to, to SEO, you have to identify keywords, mm. right? You have to take a look at what keywords are worth targeting uh, based off of how much each keyword costs per click, uh, what's likely getting into conversions. And just like with SEO, you also have to make sure that you drive 100 people to a landing page that landing page better be ready to get that traffic. They better be ready to capture those leads. So it also takes a look at at on-page elements as well. Um, Google Ads, when done in conjunction to SEO, is very powerful Mm -hmm. because um, you you mentioned Facebook remarketing a while ago. uh, And yeah, that's a good supplement. But Google also has remarketing and retargeting via display ads and, and the like, right? So what you're able to do with Google Ads is that supercharged traffic coming into the website as your SEO builds up the organic traffic. Mm-hmm. As, as time passes by and you're building that organic traffic, you'll start to see that organic traffic is going up month on month to the point where it's now maybe the, the majority share of, of visit, visits. We can then take a look at the Google Ads. Should we tone it down? Because we could afford to lose a bit of traffic. Or should we reinvest that money into another channel or into another marketing activity that like perhaps maybe ramp up social media remarketing or introduce Google remarketing because for example you get a hundred visitors to your website only two of them inquire you you bet uh, that that not 98 we're going to target them with banners mm-hmm. so yeah and, and Google ads is also fairly simple and actually it's easy to do Google encourages that uh, people to try it they mm-hmm. usually give um, vouchers and you could you could try the ads but it's like SEO in that it's like, it's like building a website in that if you, if you go in it uninitiated, it's going to cost you a lot of money because you can bet that Google would want that ad revenue so that they maximize, um, they maximize their campaigns for, for clicks and for traffic. And they don't really, you know, they, they love that you get the, the, the leads, but they don't necessarily care right to them. It's all about you getting that visibility.
0: Yes. I'm limiting a way to piggyback there. So a few really good points, um, and the other just to just to piggyback off doing Google Ads and SEO at the same time. Why I like it is you get to see that your keywords pretty quick because on yeah. Google Ads it's like all right, I'm going to target these ten ads for these ten words as an example. Okay, these five are getting a lot of traffic; these five aren't. Okay, when I tell Mark my SEO words, I'm going to say, "Hey, only use these five. Take these five out of it, yeah. or, or put less yeah. there." But also, what I found personally, and I read this. I don't know if this is a, a rumor or but it's definitely true with me. Where if someone does a Google search and you appear multiple times, let's say your website appears in the Google Ads section up yes. the top. And then it also appears in maybe the Google My Business section where it's the map. The map. And then it also appears organically. Firstly, it's just math. You know, there's you know, fifteen different things that come up. If you're in three out of the fifteen, you've got a better chance of clicking. You, but I feel some, or not even like I feel there's more trust there. If someone goes to Google and your website is listed there three times, they're going to trust you more. They're going to be like, yeah. "Oh, this guy's every second thing," so I'm going to, I'm going to click there. So, they, do you find that in your experience, Mark?
1: Yeah, yeah, we find the same experience uh, running it for for ourselves and also running it for our clients. Basically, it, it's it's real estate, right? If you capture. Mm-hmm more multiple multiple plots in that in that street then you're 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 more likely to get the customers uh and yeah um one thing that i guess i need to point out with how google ads have evolved over the years they're starting to look less and less like ads okay they're starting to look more and more like the organic searches Mm. in fact if you if you do a google a quick google search now for running shoes for example Mm. you'll see that some of the ads right there they still mention ad but it's so small yeah uh and and on mobile, for example, more people actually click ads than they do oh. organic because nobody wants to scroll down, mm. right? So there is still benefit to doing Google Ads. Uh, and and it's actually a great platform to start with if you don't mm. have the traffic simply because you're there. And yeah, um, basically, uh, investing in, in Google Ads and doing organic rankings, doing social media, having a multi-channel approach to to marketing just makes your reach much, much more, and I would even say it's greater than the sum of its parts, mm, right? 100%. Because yeah, because they can help each other, right? Your your Google Ads will will drive traffic, which uh, can either convert to a to a customer, or they can become uh, marketing qualified leads that you could then mark, remarket to down the track. But all that traffic information then informs your SEO. Yes, like okay. hey, yeah, we get we got an influx of traffic here, but it didn't convert. Something's wrong with this page. Let's tweak it, right? Whereas in SEO, you really don't know that until you get that amount of traffic, so you find out six months in. Okay, so there's there's some benefit to doing doing both. Um, um and yeah, uh, there there are instances where not just one, actually, there there are instances before where we've had clients that rank. Oh yeah, they're on they're on the ad, they're on the uh, they're on the map, but they also have two organic positions. Mm, one might for a particular be a blog. Keyword. You know? Yeah, it could be a blog yeah. because they're just that blog is just really good. Mm. Then the website, then the actual page itself that you want to link to, it, it's it's there. So yeah, it, it, it it's guys. I guess to all the listeners, it's really just a matter of um, how wh- how much you want to be seen, mm. right? Uh, and it a lot of it isn't really you know it, a lot of it might feel like intimidating because ah it sounds like it's a, a lot of work, a lot of money involved. But no, mm. if we find the right niche, right? As mm. you said, Jono, right? You don't have to compete with you know, with, with keywords that get 20,000 searches a month, yeah. we can pick the ones, pick the battles that you can win easily, have a modest investment, but do it right. And then you can get much, much more effective.
0: And then even, I get, well, let's yeah. put in perspective, Mark, even an average, because someone might be thinking, oh, they've got no idea. What does a click cost give or take? If you just had to guess, a, not a super competitive, an average sort of click, what would a, and actually let's go back a step there. If you're doing Google mm. ads, yeah. You only pay if the person clicks. A lot of the listeners might not know that. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. It costs if you let's just assume you did it yourself. I would still recommend going with an agency, but let's just say you set it up mm-hmm. yourself. It costs nothing to set up a Google ad account. It costs nothing to set up an ad. It costs nothing for Google to show your ad to people when they search yeah. it. You'll yeah. only get charged if they click. And what's what would you say if you had to throw out an, a number mark? What's an, an average cost per click with Google? Well,
1: yeah. It depends on the keyword, actually. It can it can vary wildly. Uh, but yeah, for example, for personal trainers near me, we could range depending on the time of day, depending on um, depending on the the search. It could be as much as eight dollars to twenty. I've seen I've seen a couple in very competitive cities, for example, like Sydney and Melbourne, that it can go as high as that. But here's the thing: sure, twenty dollars per click sounds like a lot of money, but think about how much a client pays you in a year. Right, uh,
0: even it's yeah. probably a five hundred buck initial ins- assess payment. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so think of—I guess this is how you you frame it, and this is why it's important to work with somebody who really dives into your business and understands your business model. When we work with our clients, not, we don't just consider their their budget. We also take a look at okay, how much is a client worth to you in a year, mm-hmm. right? And how much is it worth to you in a lifetime? Because sure, yeah, you might spend a lot of money to get that guy or girl up front, but they pay for themselves six months down the track, right? So you make an initial investment now to get that business, you maintain that relationship and you earn that money back and get all the gravy later on. Mm-hmm. But that's how it should it should work. Like with, with Google Ads, I'm never going to say that I get you a hundred clicks, you're going to get hundred customers. No, because yeah. if we could do that, we would be selling it for much, much more. Yeah. <laughs> We're selling it now. <laughs> uh, but, but the idea behind it is that there will always be people who just click for information. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What matters here is that your cost per lead, your cost per acquisition, your cost per customer makes sense. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. overspending or it makes sense in the long term or even in the short term rather than us just throwing money and hoping we get something. Okay. Because you could do that on your own. Uh, the challenge, though, is that nobody's optimizing it right? Nobody's analyzing the ads and changing it week on week, month on month. Nobody's taking a look at the landing page and saying, ah, that's bad. Let's change it because nobody's paying attention. Uh, And that's why I'm saying, yeah, when you're doing digital marketing, it is a full-time job, Mm. right? Uh, And it's best to have somebody help you out because it's going to save you money in the long run. Yes.
0: And even I'll just, I know we're a bit short on time, so I'll just finish off with this, then I'll I'll leave you to it, Mark. Um, Sure. My take special definitely with SEO, I'm always going to have someone else do it for me. There's no time for me to do that. With Google ads, my recommendation is at least get someone to set it up for you. Even if it's just for a a month or two, you know, you can say, because it's just even just putting in the keywords and setting up the ad is a pain in the ass, you know, it's almost worth paying the agency fee just to be like, Hey, just set it up in a structure that works. And then once they've got it, set it up then you can sort of sit back a bit, you know, providing the keywords are working, the landing pages are working. You may be able to say, all right, you know what? I'm good on my own, but you know, thank you for setting up, but at least at the start, get someone to to set it up for you. But um, anyway, I know we're a bit short on time, so we'll we'll leave it there, Mark. Just a a bit of a refresher. We'll put a link below if someone wants to have a chat to you and that can be whether it's website, SEO, Google ads, they can just go down that link and, and have the chat.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so um, we'll we'll put a link in the description. Uh, reach out to us for a for basically a free a, a digital marketing consult. And whether you have a website or not, you need you're a gym owner or a personal trainer, and you just need more clients. Let's take a look to see what we can do. I promise I won't sell you anything yet, yet. <laughs> but but we'll give you advice like what you should do, best practices, things you can do. And the first ten people uh, to sign up uh, will get a two 200- hundred discount on their monthly fees for a year right Can so i still sign up for that or uh <laughs> no no you, i already got you hooked in so it's too late for you <laughs> well, all right, all well, right.
0: Mark, thank you very much for your time and for everyone listening i recommend click the link below have a chat to mark and, and go from there thank you mark
1: cool, cool. yeah thank you as well jonah and thank you everyone for listening uh we'll talk to you again soon Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au.
2: Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans?